Welcome to the People Doing Good Podcast. The Feel Good Podcast. I'm your host, Mariah Volk. And I'm Jerry Robinson. If this is your first time listening, People Doing Good is a podcast all about spreading positivity by sharing the stories of people doing good. And before we get into this episode, I wanted to just check in with you, Jerry, and see what's going on in your life. I just got back from a fabulous weekend in Napa at the Oakland Raider training camp. We had our fifth annual alumni weekend, and it was one of the best times I've ever had because I had a chance to to be around football legends like Jim Otto, Mike Haynes. Uh, these people have gold jackets. You know, they're the Hall of Famers. Then you got Coach. Do they Flores. literally wear the gold jacket? Uh, they didn't. No, not just too hot in Napa, oh. but they will be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they wear them when they need to wear them. Gold tank top. Yeah, and then there's some gold tank tops. Yeah, well, they <laughs> just do an that idea. too. <laughs> and, and, and 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 not just those guys. I, the guys I had a chance to play with, and it was even more exciting this year because for the first time ever, um, Hard Knocks, training camp. Uh, they're featuring the, uh, the Oakland Raiders, and you know it was awesome to be there, see all the cameras around. And it was just a great time because we just care so much about each other, and it's so obvious to other people that are around in the lobby or they see us go somewhere together. And a lot of people comment on us, say, "God, you guys seem like you really care about." It. Yeah, we do. We love each other. And you know, I'm an older alumni. There are some that are older than I am. But you get to see the young guys come in, and we everybody just start telling stories. And it's one thing, like Mark Davis said, you know what? We are family. We might be a dysfunctional family, <laughs> but we are family. And and that's really it was really evident of that. So I had a great time in Napa this past weekend. That's awesome. You told me when I called you this morning, and he said, man, I. Woke up feeling like I'd been drinking or something, you know, because you stay up so late yeah. telling stories. Yeah, before, it, before you know it, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning and I don't <laughs> drink, you know, but it just, I used to, so I know what it feels like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, I know what some of them guys were feeling like <laughs> they did. But, yeah, that's what it felt like. But that's because you just start talking and start reminiscing. And, I mean, I found out some things at this particular, this last uh, Raider Alumni Weekend, some things that I hadn't, I never knew about some of the ball players and, and, and some things, some great things, wonderful things about Al Davis. And it was really enjoyable for me and I had a great time. So, awesome. Did you go, did you go shark diving? Because you know, you're an adventurous <laughs> person. Did you and anyone else go? Yes, I actually went shark diving. Yeah. No, I didn't do I know, shark I know diving. you didn't see none of my people out there though. No, I didn't. I know. But I didn't go. You so didn't go. Okay, that would be impossible. Um, so, well, you know, I just kind of hung out with my kids. Good. They only have a few more weekends before school starts and just hanging out with my boys and trying to, you know, connect with the 13-year-old who wants to be in his room all the time on his phone <laughs> and just learning the parenting balance right now with that balance between the technology and the outdoor life and what is normal. There's a new, you know, just trying to figure out how to be a good mom well, you are in good this mom. day and age where, you know, do I give him the phone? Do I not? Anyway, it was great. And my, one of my, my older son has grown like four inches in the last six months. He's just on this growth spurt. It's so weird. Like every time he comes out of his room, it's like he's grown another inch <laughs> and he's whiter. He's getting whiter and whiter because he doesn't want to go outside, Jerry. What am I going to do? <laughs> anyway, it's all good. It was a nice weekend with my boys. But I honestly am so excited about this episode that I don't really want to talk about myself because I feel like we have such a special episode today. I agree with you. 
we traveled out to Cloverdale. Actually, my boyfriend Ernesto is here. I could see him from where we're recording right now. We loaded the paddle boards. See down there? Those are our paddle boards on the car. He's waiting for me to finish working so we can go get on the river with our paddle boards. On the way here, he's like, how long is this going to take again? No, but it was nice of him to drive, and we will hop on the paddle boards. No sharks in the river last I checked. Do me a favor, though. Can you get one? What is it? Is it called a a, a pro crank cam? Whatever that camera. You want me to do one of those? A GoPro? Uh, Whatever. On my head. Whatever. I think it's a GoPro. You or Ernesto, somebody do it. Ernesto, you have a GoPro? The reason I want you to do it, let me know when you see a brother out there in the water with y'all doing what y'all about ready to do. I don't mean a well-tanned Caucasian. I will FaceTime you. Okay, all right. Well, God, I don't know. Maybe (laughs) a well-tanned Caucasian. (laughs) Jerry Robinson. Okay, so let's get into thanking our sponsors. We have a featured sponsor today where we are currently located at Moe's Eagle's Nest Deli in Cloverdale, California. A wonderful place. You'll hear more about it later in the episode. But thank you, Moe's, for sponsoring this podcast today. We are very grateful. Um, Again, Terra Firma Global Partners, uh, our wonderful sponsor. Uh, If you're looking for properties in the area, you're looking to buy or sell a property, uh, Terra Firma is a wonderful group of people, and please go to them if you're looking for something um thanks terra firma and let's get into today's episode we're here at mo's today and please join our conversation with mo and a very special girl named monica it's a little toasty today nice and warm we've got a breeze kicking up though yeah. this is the good part of cloverdale yeah it's all nice and chill so how long have you had your deli here just about two years in august and are you Coming from up. Cloverdale? No, I'm actually from Petaluma, but okay. we bought a house here in 2001. So. Wait a minute, does that mean you're a Petaluma Trojan? That's right. That's right, the purple oh, yeah. and white, huh? That's right. Okay, That's all right, right go Jerry. Trojans, go Trojans, <laughs> all right. So we've got a Cardinal Newman Cardinal here, yeah, yeah. and a Greyhound. I love to it. To round things out, yeah. <laughs> representing the county. That's right. So the reason we're here today is a young lady I know named Mary Jo Winter, who's a writer for the Press Democrat, she shared something on her Facebook page about Mo had an employee that she wanted to help. And we came out to Cloverdale to find out more about what Mo's doing to help this young lady and why. So Mo, do you want to explain? Sure. Um, Monica came to us this summer um, to work so that she could uh, make some money to go to Argentina and Chile. And I'm going to have her tell you a little bit later sure. about her trip. Um, and I just was, I was just impressed with Monica. And I know a little bit about her, of her family and, you know, being in a small town, you get to know a little bit about people. And you, and when someone so amazing comes in, you know, and, and so smart, so smart as a whip, awesome, positive, always got a smile on, always laughing about stuff. Um, then, you know, you want to help somebody out. So awesome. So that's why we set up the GoFundMe account, you know, with her. I was like, you know what? We need to help you get there. I know that this summer job isn't going to get you to where you need to be. So let's do a GoFundMe account and we'll do a, a Facebook push and, and see what we can get. So I love that. So we're in a small town in California helping out. a. a we've got a business owner who's helping out an employee. I think that's a great story. So we're looking forward to speaking with Monica, and we'll talk yeah. to you a little bit more. Do you have any questions, Jerry? Yeah, but before we get into to Monica, it's going to be very inter- interesting speaking with her. 
I love roller derby. Now, Mo, I know oh, you got okay, me a thing okay. about roller derby going on here, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> like the Bay Bombers calling off the jams and all yeah. that kind of Tell, stuff. Shout out your roller derby. All Tell us right. about that. So I'm... I am a roller derby girl. Um, I'm from Resurrection <laughs> Roller Derby. That's okay. our league. And uh, I, I played on the Combustion Bettys and the Cinderella's. That's our two <laughs> names. Cinderella. Yeah. And my name is Miss Kitty Mauler. Oh. I wanted something that was kind of 1950s that you could yell, you know, Miss yeah. Kitty Mauler. You know, yeah, well, like I've seen a picture of you, uh, <laughs> and you definitely look like a mauler for sure. I mean, you could be wearing a <laughs> Raider helmet. Research, I, I just saw the picture right there <laughs> on the wall. Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh, scared me. All you need is a little patch over your eye. You'd be ready to go to Napa for training camp. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, your daughter's in too. Is she involved yes. in that? Frightening McQueen. That's her name. Frightening McQueen. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, Lightning McQueen. How old is your daughter? She's in her 20s. She's 20, 20. Wow, you look young. Thank you. Really you. Nice work. So now, because I grew up with roller derby, you know, yeah. the Bay Bombers and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And I always, I didn't know that that roller derby is still going on. Is that what's happening? Is yeah. still in the existence? I mean, it went away for a bit uh -huh. in the 80s and, and early 90s. And then, then a team started up in Austin, Texas. And they had, they just, it just took off like wildfire. Now there's like 1500 leagues all around the world wow. and you know there's just so many teams out there and i mean there's even teams in you know middle eastern countries and really and bangkok there's this wonderful woman um maybe i can connect you with her that where she's doing uh doing work getting teams connected all over the world maybe we need to do a special so, roller derby episode i think yeah. we have you back idea. yeah yeah <laughs> That's cool. Awesome. Well, yeah. we appreciate what you're doing for Monica. Sure. Yeah. And um, we'll bring Monica in now to talk to her a little bit about what, she, what her plans are. Sounds great. Thank you, Mo. Thanks, Thanks. Mo. On the boulevard. <laughs> All right. We're welcoming Monica to the program. Um, like I said earlier, there was a Facebook post by Mary Jo Winter of the Press Democrat about Mo, who owns the deli here, wanting to help you out with your studies. And there's a GoFundMe page dedicated to you in helping you move forward as you graduate you're about to graduate uh yeah i graduate this june Ugh, crazy <laughs> and and tell our listeners where you go to school i am going to be a fourth year at uc santa barbara and i'm studying sociology with a minor in education nice and your travels so you're going to argentina and chile have you been there already i've never you? been um so basically the reason why I decided that to do that program was because of the fact that last summer I had the real like the most amazing opportunity to um, do an internship in Paraguay, which is right next to Argentina. Wow. So um, I was working at a vocational school over there and helping them with their like basically we were sent there to do an internship on how they can make their academics better than their agricultural part because Paraguay is one of the poorest countries in South America. South America in general is, is, is very poor, but um, it was just such a great experience, and I felt like that's why I, as soon as I got back from, from Paraguay, I picked up a minor in education right. because I always loved like tutoring and helping kids out. And uh, in high school, I used to do it for like my coworkers' kids when I worked at McDonald's. And, you know, I just really liked the way education helped me and the way it continues to help me um i think it's a big reason why i'm where i'm at and why i've never given up you know even when times are hard i feel like i just grind and like i do my best 
you know. And so your your travels inspired you. That's I love to hear that. Um, I, I read also that you you grew up in the in foster homes. Is yeah. that right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah. So I mean, I was in foster care for over two years uh, from the time I was 12 to the time I was 14. Um, I was with my younger brothers at the time who are 10 and 8 years younger than me. So uh, it was a really difficult experience um, and I feel like it's really hard to readjust coming back out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the hardest thing for me when I was in the system was being separated from my two younger siblings my brother was just a few months old so he went into a foster home right away and my other brother who was I think two and a half or so or three um, came with me to Valley of the Moon Children's Home okay so we were there before we got placed with a foster home and then we just kind of bounced around until we finally ended up with my dad's parents and then eventually back with my mom Foster care was not the best experience, no. obviously, um, but I think it kind of cemented. I did my best academically when I was in foster care, and I feel like mm. that was kind of really interesting. The whole entire time, I had straight A's, and I was always like an A and B student, but never straight A's. And my my educators, I went to Cali Calmeca Language Academy in okay. Windsor. They were so supportive. They were working on trying to get me from Valley of the Moon when I was there the second time, all the way to c- class on time and back. Like one they of were my, helping transport They were you. helping transport me and figuring out ways wow. to get me to class. So nobody could bring me from Valley of the Moon, but one of my teachers, Ms. Heredia, um, she was my English teacher. Um, shout she, out to her. Shout out to Ms. Heredia. Okay. Like she, <laughs> she probably, she always got mad at me because I would always talk in her class, but she really, every day after class, <laughs> Even though I, even if I had sports, she would wait for me to take me all the way back because I wasn't gonna be able to play sports if I since I was there, you know. And yeah. they they would talk to my social worker, like all my teachers just really helped me. Sounds out. like they rallied around you. Yeah, like yeah. they, it was it's Calico Mecca is literally the best thing that ever happened to me. Just because I feel like whenever I go back and I see them, they're just like, "How are you doing?" And now like it's just a family. They care you know? about you. Yeah, and that really proved that to me and they just supported me in any way they can mr one of my professors my science teacher we had this big huge science project that we had to do and at valley of the moon i couldn't use all the things i needed for the project because they have certain restrictions okay and so like he he didn't like dock me he's like okay let's find a way that we can do this so that you get the full experience but but we could see what we can do you know yeah and i think little things like that really just were like okay these people actually really do care about me you know and even my kindergarten teachers were like how can we help you like what what do you need from us you know and it was it was a really hard time for me but it was so beautiful you know to see not only what I could overcome but how much these people like cared about me when they didn't really have to you know what I mean so we'll look at look at what's happening now with Mo something about you makes people want to help you like you know there's something special I was we've sat here for what five or ten minutes yeah. and I I feel like I get it yeah I you know yeah. I don't know that <laughs> you're gonna make you cry no but. it's okay you it's can okay. cry here we can Jerry cry we both cry yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. what about your brothers ah Okay. <laughs> it's okay. If you don't want to go there, no, no, you don't no. Have to. It's, okay. it's There's totally tissue fine. here or napkins, whatever. If you need them, it's fine. I think like. <laughs> 
some brother right, cruising brother by. Cruising through the boulevard. <laughs> What's up, homie? All right. We just passed a dude on a like a Joey's gonna stop. Maybe we can interview him and prompt you. But no, let's talk. No, Monica's talking about her brothers. This no, it's okay. Let's go. Um, my brothers are honestly a really big part of my life. Like the best thing that has ever happened to me. How I, old are they now? <laughs> David is twelve and Daniel's ten. Aww. Yes and I actually named them because uh, I was so excited to be a them? big sister. Um, I think there's something that really kept me going and continue to keep me going. And like, they're, they're my motivation for everything that I do, like how hard I work, the type of person that I want to be, the type of like, even when it comes down to relationships that I have with other people, you know, like I feel like our family, unfortunately, has a lot of generational trauma that they still have to work through. Right. And um, they're back with your mother now. Yeah, we're we're all back oh, with that's my mom. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My mom. Uh, I she love overcame her. a lot of she, things. She overcame a lot, you know, and she continues to overcome. And I feel like it's really beautiful. Like both mm. my parents, you know. Um, I but like I think that. the thing is, is that like, I want to set the best example that I can for them because, in a way, like when we were. Obviously, you're protective because they're your siblings. You know what I mean? But I feel like at the end of the day, I also look at them like they could literally be my kids. Like, I will, I will use my mom voice on them sometimes, yeah, you know? Like, I know when, I, when I'm home, they know it's business, you know? Like, and I don't know. Like, it's just I've been super blessed, and they're super amazing, and I love to see what they overcome and how they, like, experience life now. And I want the best for them, you know? So I feel like monkey see monkey do you know so yeah. in order for me to expect the best out of them i have to be the best Show version them. of myself you know sounds like you're doing that girl so. like how inspiring <laughs> um yeah i had no idea when i was coming out here did you jerry we would meet someone so remarkable no i didn't i really didn't and you truly are remarkable i mean you care you care you have that heart and that's what the give her a tissue. Give, her tissue. No, give me one too, please. You know, but here's what I'm thinking: is you were our podcast is people doing good, and it sounds like there were a lot of people, and still are a lot of people that lifted you up along the way. And you know that's what it's all about: that sense of community. You will never forget. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, you know, I think it continued after high school. I feel like. Once I got to high school, it was a completely different arena. I had just gotten back with my mom. I was super rebellious, you know, uh, got into fights. Oh, you did? <laughs> you, know, you went through that wild it, stage. It was just kind yeah. of like, I was just angry and mm-hmm. I was upset. And I was just like, you know what? I'm, I've always been really good at school, but I think I lost that drive, you know, because readjusting to being back with your parents after so long that you weren't, you're just like, you're not going to tell me what to do. Okay. You know what I mean? And you probably had that anger in you. Yeah. But- like, it was just frustration, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was... It, I, it's a it's a part of growing up, but I feel like that doesn't make it an excuse to continue that type of like resentment. Like you need to heal, you know. Like yeah. you, if you keep that resentment, like it doesn't do any good for you or the other person, yeah. you know, or the people around you that are bystanders, you know. So when I went to high school, I I did academic. I was supposed to do honors, and I was like, no, I can't do it. And then my junior year, my sophomore year, I changed to honors and I got a 4.5 because I was going Dang. through it again, you know, like, honors. straight A's. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, like I can it kind of like uplifted me again. Like I can do this. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's yeah. I can do this, you know. And Windsor High School is a really good high school, you know, and there's a bunch of kids. I went from the small, mostly minority low income school to pretty affluent community. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. a lot of different things I had to adjust to that I was not used to at all. And um, so I went into AP Core, 
and that was the best, uh, second best decision that's ever happened to me because I had the two most amazing professors that I literally, they taught me so much and they just, su like, they just supported me and they made me feel like, Monica, you can actually do this. Like, you can actually go to college. Shout them out. What right. are their names? Mr. Kersey and Mr. Leslie. All right. They are They're a dynamic. They are a dynamic duo, and um, they just they inspire me so much. And I, I'm sometimes I'm like I want to go visit them, but I don't want it to be weird <laughs> because yeah. they love I just, it when you visit them. Though Teachers I'm love so it. grateful for them, you know. And I was one of the only people of color in that core both years. Um, and now it's more it's more colorful in yeah. that core because I rallied. I was like, no, the kids that are in academics, they shouldn't feel like they can't do AP. You know, mm -hmm. like it's it's preparing you. It's it's something that everyone can do if you really want it. You know, it shouldn't be a matter of like, because they divide it. You know, the core system is amazing. I love the core system, mm -hmm. but I think people that start off in academic they're like i can't really move up more past academic you know what i mean right. like i i don't have access or i don't have the ability to be successful in this group of people that have been in honors since since they started high school so you they know? just don't even go so they there don't even try they... you know and most of them are people of color children of mm -hmm. color that don't even really understand what they need in order to be more competitive to achieve higher educational goals like you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i think that's something that's always really inspired me because I'm really grateful to just be here to have this opportunity to be able to like go to my classes at, at like a top five UC like you know like I don't know it makes me super grateful you know because right. I I could be somewhere completely different right now and if I didn't have the people that I had or people that believed in me even when I didn't believe in myself who knows where I would be you know there's people doing good that lift you up man and yeah. you know you're on the road to becoming one of those people that inspiring your little brothers for one but anyone listening to this podcast right now <laughs> jerry yeah, right now looks I, i'm like listening to you and I, I'm, I'm i can relate because to certain things that you're saying um and you're really inspire inspiration inspiring people because you've actually done something about it you know what yeah. you've benefited from people helping you and you've turned around and you've drawn people in to mm -hmm. get involved into that program and we need more people in this world like you because a lot of times, you know, those of you who don't know me, I am a person of color. <laughs> and, it's a rich chocolate sort and, of milky. And, and, and a lot of times, you know, you, you need someone that has been through it to come back and just lend a hand. Yeah. Hug somebody. Share, some, share a story with them. Give them motivation. You know, you never know the things that... I already know you said things to these people, these young kids that have changed their mind, that have given them hope. Yeah. You know, and it's hope. I mean, I look at you, a beautiful young lady right here. Yes. Very intelligent young lady, and you're about helping. You know what I mean? That's what I love about it. That's, that's what I love about you. You just have that, that, it's a gift from God. It really is. It really is. And you're spreading that and you're sharing that. And, uh, you know, those people that you come in contact with, they're very lucky because, you know, not everybody has an opportunity to have someone that really cares about what they've been through because you've been in their shoes, you know? Yeah. You know, you walked in their shoes. Yeah. And I feel like that's something, too. I think it, a lot of it has to do with the kids that I grew up with, you know, and how we all kind of had different paths. But at the same time, I just feel like a lot of them, when I talk to them, or... In eighth grade, all right, my senior year of high school, I started a free tutoring program at Cali for the kids after school because 
tutoring is expensive. You and started a, a tutoring program. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For, it was part of my senior project that we had to do, awesome. but it was something I was super passionate about. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do something that's going to help these kids because that year they changed the Common Core. And math was a really big issue at that school. Kids were failing. My cousin was like, I don't know how to do this, you know, and I was like, okay, like, I'll help you guys figure it out. Like, I love this school. They've helped me to where I'm at now. Like, these kids should appreciate this opportunity that they're, that they're given because it really is like a blessing to have a school that literally is like part of your community you know like you actually feel like you belong you know and that's a beautiful way to feel about your school it's crazy you, you know because once you go to the high school there's a lot of other different schools and you just feel so small yeah you feel so small when you're at UCSB now when you got there did you have that feeling initially the biggest culture shock I ever felt in my life <laughs> yeah. um, even I, more so than traveling overseas yeah no yeah because you know UCSB is a very affluent school. Oh, yeah. It's in a very affluent community. And Windsor is also a super affluent community, but the culture shock there was crazy. Like, yeah. it's like 30% is minorities, you know, and then less less Latinos and then less people of color. Like, just people of color in general, you know. And the, those numbers are increasing, but it's difficult because the classes that I've taken all see show you how, like, like communities create those paths yeah. for certain people for certain know? people so mm-hmm. it's it's really frustrating to me because i feel like my dad was a victim of that um in the time he grew up you know he was in and out of prison and until i was five um and he's so smart like he's so smart um and but he just felt like he didn't have that support you know and i feel like nobody deserves to go through that or feel like they're less just because of the way they look and because mm-hmm. they look different than you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Give me some money. That's, That's what I'm talking know. about. I just feel like it's super important. Like, you know. What is your heritage? Um, okay, so I'm I'm Mexican. I'm okay. Latina. Um, but I... It's interesting because I'm also, like, third generation, which is makes me feel like I'm, like, too American for people that are first generation. Right. But then I'm too Latina for people that you know are, are American so it's I was always in that limbo area in between yeah so um, it was interesting though because my grandma her family's been in Texas for like the longest time like they were Spaniards you know like one of the oldest families in Texas so and then I have my grandparents who don't speak any English on my dad's side okay and then my grandpa who's been here since he was 14 but still doesn't speak like that good of English you know mm-hmm. like you can understand them but it's just it's different it's different I feel like me and my brothers have had a different experience because of the fact that my mom didn't even learn Spanish till she was in high school and then my dad's first language was Spanish until he got to like middle school you know so having these all these different worlds kind of collide and experiences it's just who am I like you know where do I fit in like I'm not I don't know like what it what am I (laughs) you know (laughs) so created something pretty nice you know um I wonder, listening to you talk about all of your experiences moving forward in your life. You're graduating next year. I Do you want to be a lawyer? Yes. Okay. I do. I can see this. Yes. I feel like I might need to call you in <laughs> 10 years or so. You know who to I need call. representation. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> what kind of attorney? What kind of law? Do you know what you want to... So my main focus right now is... So my the program that I'm going to is a human rights and cultural memory program. Um, you know, even in the Latino community, there's a lot of racism, a lot of colorism, and there's a lot of situations where there's a lot of, um, what's the word, 
There's a lot of corruption mm-hmm. everywhere in, right now, and it's it's more noticeable than ever. My thing is, I chose this program because as a lawyer, I want to help people that don't always feel like they have a voice. Mm-hmm. You know, at first I wanted to work with other foster youth, but and at some point I do. You, you know, could do both. But yeah. the thing is, is that it's still a little triggering for me because mm-hmm. I feel like the foster system is really broken, and there's a lot of people that are more criminalized than others, mm-hmm. despite their situation not being as bad. And I feel like my family was a victim of that and, you know, a victim of racism and targeting. And it was it was a really frustrating experience to feel like I didn't have a voice, even though legally they said I did. And everything that I said wasn't valid because it wasn't what they thought of my parents. So um, it's it's frustrating. You know, then I thought I wanted to be a social worker. But I think what I really want to do is I know that I want to work with kids and I want to help kids and I want to help kids that feel like they don't have like that representation. Oh my God. <laughs> Love her. So uh, hopefully at an international level, because human trafficking is like a super big issue right now. And yeah. especially with kids in detention centers and people that are in the system in general. Um, so hopefully one day that's what I'll be doing, you know, so representing kids and they feel like they don't have a voice. I have no doubt you will. And yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking about how I have in my life have encountered many people who have had difficulties in their life and in their upbringing and it is used as an excuse because they have not been able to evolve past or work through the issues but you're taking the card you were cards you were dealt and you're using it as power yeah you're empowered by your experiences rather than saying hey well you know I had a really hard time growing up and so I'm not going to engage in yeah, life. You, you yeah. reshuffled the deck. Yeah. You know, just because just because the cards that were laid out there, you're like, you know, no, nah, there's something wrong with this picture. Then me reshuffle this deck. Now you're able to hand out those success cards and those cards of hope and confidence yeah. and just being alive and being. I gotta control myself. I get emotional. <laughs> I, you know no, what? No, I, I do because, you know, being of color. You know, I've seen a lot of things growing up, and and what frustrates me a lot is that a lot of times we'll use our surroundings, our community, whatever it is, to stay in it. And uh, I take my hat off to anybody to you know that helps people get out of it and just understand. You know what? You don't have to be that. Don't you don't have to deal with the hand with the cards that they dealt you. You don't have to play those cards. You yeah. can actually reshuffle the deck. Yeah. And what you're doing is letting these letting people know. And you know the thing about the the lawyers. You're gonna be an awesome lawyer. Thank you. Because you're about doing good. You're about making sure that things are right. You know, yeah. just because the color of your skin don't mean you don't have. To, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. That's the, the, don't fall into that. Yeah. You don't fall into that category. There. You know what? I love this little girl right here, <laughs> Monica. You really are. You're, you're. She's amazing. Thank you. You are, and I have another question. Yeah. Do you have any role models right now in your life? People that you look up to that inspire you. <laughs> Is there one or two in particular that There's you can think of? A few, actually. I feel like, you know. My parents are really big role models to me despite everything because they've always overcome and they've shown me what strength is and you know I feel like despite what we were victims of I think they've they just they show they keep they continue to show that they're they're better than what people say they are you know mm-hmm. and what people thought they were when it, 
that wasn't always true like you know and i think that's basically kind of why i look at the world the way i do is because you know i was i was angry for a long time like you know high school i was like wow like you know i started kind of being in the same cycles as like my parents were and i was like you know what no i can't do that but my grades were always really good because my mom was always like no your grades and i was like my grades like my grades and my sports you know um but i feel like it's not necessarily about the cards i was dealt and how it's how i look at them you know like things people go through trials in order to grow like i think that's how i look at it they're not given to you because like the world hates you or because like the universe is trying to hurt you i feel like it's it's always to make you a better person it's always to help you grow in some aspect to help your soul and what it is that you're here to to do yeah you know and so i feel like for me i want my brothers to know that despite the hardships that we've been through and despite the way people um think we should or hope that we should turn out that we don't need to meet those like statistics right you know what i mean you can be the exception like you can yeah and any anyone can be the exception honestly mm-hmm. All these kids that go through foster care have are just the system in general to have every single right to have the same opportunities as anybody else. You know, they you can't always control what happens. You don't control what happens to you when you're a kid. You have no control over that. So why, why, are, why do people make you feel like you're at fault because of it? Right. You know, and I think that's something that I hope to show my brothers is that like no matter what we've been through we get to choose our path at the end of the day, you know? Like we, if we want a healthy relationship with anybody or if we want to like help people or if we don't want to be angry or resentful or harm others, we don't have to, you know? Because everything is at the end of the day, our choice. We make our life what we make it. So it's it's how you deal with those trials. Are you gonna be like, oh, poor me? Or are you gonna be like, okay, like this is the card I was given. What was it supposed to teach me? Like, what was I supposed to learn from this situation? Yeah. You know? Like, I, I feel like, for me, my like my God isn't a resentful or angry God. Like, he will... He's not going to give me anything that I can't handle, and he's not going to give me anything for no reason. Right. There's always a reason. There's always a reason. Divine timing is so real. Like, I have had so... I have been blessed so much, and it's 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 beautiful, and I, I hope to one day accumulate as much wealth and to help others too you know what i mean like i don't know like you know divine timing you you are touching on things that i'm still trying to learn in my life things that have taken me my whole life to figure out there are things that you've got so much wisdom in you it's like i i am so excited for our listeners to hear this and hear your (laughs) voice and know that there are young people out here in our world like you Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Jerry, do you want to say anything else? <laughs> Jerry's like speechless. Well, I'm, I'm speechless <laughs> because I'm, 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 I'm learning too. You know, you're never too old to learn. Divine timing. Divine timing. And you, I understand what divine timing is. I mean, there's a reason for everything. It all happens when it's supposed to happen. It's just, you got to understand, it may not happen when we want it to happen, but oh, trust me, it happens. When it needs to happen. When it needs to happen. Well, let me just say... Our podcast, I had this idea. I came to Jerry. We started this podcast in November, and we've already interviewed a couple of celebrities. Now we're sitting in Cloverdale with you. And as I was driving out here talking to someone on the phone, where are you going? Who are you interviewing? Who, who's that? Where? What deli? And I said, no, this is about people. This is a podcast about people doing good. And this, I think your story touches on not just you and your future and and present of doing good 
but all of the people along the way that lifted you up and allowed you to be in this position too. I mean, there's so many elements for me that get me so excited. Yeah, this is why we're doing this. This is exactly why we're doing this. Yeah, oh, wait a minute, hold on. Okay. Sports. Now, what sport oh, yeah, what did sport you, did you, you play? I wanted to know sports. too. Yeah. Yeah. We're athletes, <laughs> so we okay, need to know. Okay, let's, let's get off into that. I'm a born and bred Raiders fan, so when I That's saw your shirt, yeah. I was like, Raiders! <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Well, I'm going to hook you up. I'll you back. Well, you get her some Raiders. Oh, yeah. He just my, got back from a Raider weekend. My dad is a diehard Raiders fan, and ever since uh, I was a kid, he always dressed me in Raiders gear. Like, I've been to a few games, and like, does they've he always live here? been the best. He lives in Santa Rosa, actually. What's his name? His name is Javier Contreras. He's my number one. He's my best friend. We're going to hook Javier up to Javier. <laughs> Jerry's gonna come at you with you know something. What? You know what? As we're sitting here, I just I think I have some pictures. Okay. Some photos in the back of the car. Yes. That's that'd be so cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. If, if not, trust me, I'll bring them back. Okay. Bring them yeah, back. that sounds good. But um I played yeah. volleyball, basketball, and softball for the school, and then I played soccer outside. So I was super, super Nice. You're competitive. It's that I'm, competitive thing. I'm competitive, but I'm competing with myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't compete with other people. I, 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 I was you. always the you same know? way. Very competitive so, with myself. That's but good. I honestly forgot to say who my role models are. Yes. Um, oh, we didn't even get what <laughs> we, we went on a tangent. <laughs> um, I think there's some for different reasons. Some of them might be like, oh. <laughs> but one of them right now are like the female rappers that are coming up, like Megan Thee Stallion and stuff like that. Her being unapologetically herself and just uplifting other people in the way that young people do now, you know? I think it's been really beautiful to have someone that, you know, is just being her and and showing people like, hey, like, we don't need to like compete or hate with each other. Like, we should be lifting each other up, you know? And I don't know. I, I just feel like also AOC, like she's, you know, I'm, I I like politics and I feel like it's it's intriguing to me, but I also just love her grit and mm-hmm. what she's overcome to like mm-hmm. get to where she is. Yeah. And just all the women of color in Congress right now and like just that are making moves for people like us, for people that look more like us mm-hmm. and that are just trying to help the world be a better place for everyone. Yep. You know what I mean? And stop making it so angry and you the music so yes no totally that's great i i just so happy we got to sit down with you and those are good role models (laughs) (laughs) you're a role model (laughs) thank you that's right thank you thank you monica We hope you're enjoying our interview today. We'd like to take a momentary break to thank our sponsors. Um, First of all, our featured sponsor of today's episode is Moe's Eagles Nest Deli in Cloverdale. You gotta try it. The beautiful location on the street, the boulevard in Cloverdale, wonderful food and really friendly people. So check it out. Terraforma Global Partners has been with us from the beginning, and we'd like to thank you for being a loyal sponsor. And if anyone out there listening is looking to buy or sell a property, these are the people with integrity that you should go to. Thank you. All right, Jerry and I are here with Mo in front of the Eagle's Nest Deli. Mo's the owner. Jerry just ate one of Mo's chicken wings on National Chicken Wing Day. What do you think? It wasn't just a chicken wing. It was an outstanding chicken wing. It had a little spice to it. it. Had a kick to it. Didn't have a brother's nose bleeding or nothing like that. But it still had my chin dripping with a little bit of sweat, sweat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was a flavor. One to ten. What would you say? Ten. Oh yeah. It's really delicious. Yeah, yeah. All right, it's a home run. So if y'all hear, if you hear the sound of somebody chewing and stuff, that might be me because I'm he killing another, another chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to wait to try it I'm so that I could talk. 
Um, but Mo, I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell us about your deli and how you started this business and just go your journey. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. I actually asked the universe for this deli. I heard uh, that it was for sale. I was working here, actually saving money to fix up my house to go to Spain, believe it or not. Where in Spain? Where in Spain? I lived there. Sevilla. Oh. Okay. I have friends that live there. Beautiful. Uh, we were going to go there for a year, but, uh, you know, it, sometimes the things get put on hold that CV is always going to be there. Uh, but uh, I would say that the deli was actually uh, for sale by my neighbor, and we, my husband and I were, you know, joking about it one night, saying, yeah, we'd like to buy the deli, ha, ha, ha. And, uh, and then I, I told him, well why don't we why don't we buy the deli you know and so we thought about it and uh we looked at our finances and said well if we refinance we could probably do it so i just gave it to the universe and said this is the thing you know and i used to walk with my mom in mornings and so i would say hey I, i'm kind of thinking about buying the deli that i'm working at right now and she said oh my gosh i don't think i can yeah i don't think i don't think we could do that you know it's a lot of work and I said no I think I can do it I think I can really do it you know and she was like you should do it just do it and so we went to the universe uh, you know and and put it out there we went to the owner and asked her you know if, if that should be a thing and so we started on that journey it took two years to put it into actual happening but it, it did it happened it had two refinances and uh, we had to remodel our bathroom we had to do all these different things but it happened you did it yeah it looks it. great so yeah matter of fact listen if y'all are just cruising by you're on the one-on-one and you see cloverdale pop up on the screen i mean up there in front of you pull into here to the boulevard to it cloverdale boulevard the bu- on the boulevard on at the, the eagle's boulevard. nest moe's eagle's nest because seriously That's it's great. really it's really delicious now your husband, I know he has a name. <laughs> yes, he's Jeff. <laughs> I just, you know what I meant. We so Mo and in. Jeff are having some beers one night, and they're like, hey, dude, let's buy a deli. Hey, what I'm, do you I'm think? I'm glad mm-hmm. you did. I'm, I'm really glad you did. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Now, I know how, how you're an athlete, so I know how you know you got to put in that time to be yes. good at what you do. Because at roller derby, you know, you have to practice that. You have to work at that. Every so, day. Yep. so this this kind of take away from that just a little bit. Or quite it a bit? does, yeah. Unfortunately, you know this this business is a seven day a week business. So I, we're literally open seven days a week, and a lot of times I'm here at five thirty in the morning and I'm gone at maybe seven or eight at night. So it's a long day. It's a long day, and roller derby, yes, practice is late at night. So, uh, we start practice at eight, but yeah, and at, down in Cowsgate Runner Park. Okay. Uh, but it's just too much, too much, you know, me to down. There's no downtime. So um, I think probably, you know, after uh, this is their second year in the business. So probably after another year, we'll I'll be able to start doing, you know, a little more practicing and get back to shape before I can start again. Or after people listen to this podcast and your business blows up, everyone's coming in for the wings. Jerry Robinson's talking about and then you can. Right? you know, spend a little more time in the Derby, right? That's the idea. People doing good. We're trying to help Mo get back on the skates. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm on these chicken wings like, <laughs> yeah, like hot butter on popcorn. We will add a link to a photo of the chicken wings in our show notes so you can have a look. Uh-oh. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. even a video of Jerry eating yeah, one. Oh, boy, that's not that's <laughs> nice. Just know that whatever, I don't know what it's going to look like. Just know that a brother's really, really, really happy. 
You know, today's a great day. Like I said, chicken wings and a brother on a day like this, we got a whole national day for that. So, no, besides that, really, you guys, you have to come here. This is really delicious. Uh, I mean, Moe's Eagle's Nest. Moe's Eagle's Nest. Okay. And there's more to it than just chicken wings. Just today just happens to be that day. It's a friendly people when you walk in. Very friendly. Very friendly. Just like being at home. You know what I mean? Like the community <laughs> thing. And it's That's very, right. very important. So we want more people to get out here to Cloverdale off of the boulevard yeah you should come especially on a friday night we have friday night friday night live down here friday night live street, okay so there's a street concert. fair out here street in fair. cloverdale and you can every come friday. by moe's every friday okay yeah. oh yeah you gotta stop by moe's you have to because you know you get back home and you you'll be really disappointed if you if you, you got to come in and try some. you got to and also we want to thank you mo because we wouldn't be here today if it weren't for you and we would not have met Monica if it weren't for you posting about um, helping her out. And we're very grateful. We had such a nice conversation with her. What a neat young lady. And thank you. So your people doing good. Thanks, Mo. Well, thank you for listening to this interview today. What, a, what an amazing young lady Monica is. Wow. She really is. She truly is. I, I'm listening to this young young lady sound so much older when she was sharing her experience and what she wants to do in life. I mean, this is a much older, she's far advanced, you know, intellectually, and her heart is pure as gold or platinum, whatever it is, because she, she wants to give back. You know, she knows what she's been through. That's what I got from this. I mean... You know, she's been down before, and you know, she's been knocked down, and her family's been down, and you know, she was able to... She uses that as power. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what I found fascinating. It's not, oh, I had a rough upbringing, and, right, and that's exactly. my excuse. It's more like, this is why I'm powerful, yeah, you like, know? I love that. Like, you know what? I'm going to show you something. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't judge me by, by what you see on the outside, because you don't know what's inside here, inside my heart and soul. And she displays that. She talks about it. She doesn't only talk about it. She, she doesn't only walk the walk. She talks the talk. She does the whole nine yards of the whole thing. So I, I loved it. It was, it was really truly great to listen to this young lady. Yeah, and today I became a huge fan of her as an individual, and I look forward to watching what she does in life um, as she goes forward because I think there's a lot of power in that young person, you know? And we want to also thank Mo, who is the reason we're here. She had a, a Facebook post and a GoFundMe. We will add um, to our show notes a link to the GoFundMe if you want to help Monica. Um, get, she's leaving in five days. She's leaving the country in five days, and we've got five days to help her um, raise a little more money, and that's what we'd really like to do. So thanks again to Mo and the Eagle's Nest in Cloverdale yeah, for having us here. And we had their wings. Oh, God, it was so great. It's been an exciting day. And you know what? At the end at the end of the conversation in there that we had with Monica, she, she popped out with, she's a Raiders fan. Oh, she's a Raiders her fan. Dad. You know what? I knew there was something special about that child. When she <laughs> sat down, she just had it in her heart and her soul. So Jerry just happened to have some photos to I autograph did. in I his did. car. It was, fun. it was perfect. It was cool. It I, really was. Th- I think it was just another great experience. And every time, Jerry, we do an interview, I am so happy that we decided to do this. And I'm always, I learn every time. And today I was learning from a 21-year-old girl, which, you know, shouldn't be that surprising. But for some reason, it was like, wow, you've been on the planet less than half the time I have. And I feel like you know more. (laughs) You know? It was a breath of fresh air. 
It was. It really was. So let's all follow Monica and also let's follow Moe's Deli here in Cloverdale. And we'll add links in our show notes to their social media, to their website. If you want to check it out, they've got a Friday night gig here in town where they've got like a street fair. You can come by Moe's and get some food, some delicious chicken wings, which Jerry enjoyed. I didn't have any yet. But, you but I'm about to yes. when we stop recording. So that about does it for us today. We'd also uh, one more time like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Terra Firma Global Partners. Thanks so much for being a part of our journey in spreading positivity. We couldn't do it without you. And to Moe's Eagle's Nest. Yeah. And remember, it's not whether you get knocked down. It's whether you get up again. Hashtag Derby Girl. That's Mo's quote. Thank you, Mo, for the Thanks quote of the Mo. day. Thank we appreciate you, you being a part of the program, and we hope everyone enjoyed. Until next time, this was the People Doing Good Podcast. The Feel Good Podcast. The People Doing Good Podcast is brought to you by Shoes for Kids. For more info, visit shoesforkids.com. It is created and hosted by Mariah Volk and Jerry Robinson. Produced and edited by Charlene Goto of Goto Productions. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment wherever you get your podcast media. Follow on social media at One Good Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Email us at peopledoinggoodpodcast at gmail.com. 